Hello and welcome to the 361 Podcast, Season 8, Episode 7. My name's Ben Smith from Wireless Worker. I'm Rafe from the All About Sites. I'm Ewan from Mobile Industry Review. This week we're looking at mobile shopping and in particular mobile payments. We're going to talk about our own experiences and developments in the last couple of years. And we'll take a look at what's coming soon. Gents, how you doing? Oh, I'm rocking again. Do I, do I look fitter? Fitter? Yeah. Um, oh, come on. I was hoping you were going to say yes. Well, you're, you're smaller, but I've you're been doing a lot of workouts. Oh, you're smaller, but you're also further away this week, so it's hard to tell. You're looking kind of stoned. I mean, toned. What? Toned? <laughs> Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Uh, you know, I've been I've been deadlifting. Are you wearing a corset? No, no, that's my stomach. Thanks very much. I think it's called a man girdle. Man girdle? What, is, what do you mean am I wearing a corset? I just I thought you were sitting there sucking it in, you know, to try and I'm impress it. I'm laying it out. Oh, fair enough. So, anything exciting in your life, Rafe Blanford? Uh, well, I thought I'd get my obligatory Microsoft mentioning nice oh. and early this week. Uh, I've just got the Lumia 830. Actually, I think it's one of their best handsets for quite a while. It's just a combination of uh, features, the kind of weight in the hand, metal, and a good camera but what's really surprising about it it's kind of a mid-tier device coming in at sort of 275 300 pounds that's the that's the uh, microsoft segment yeah and i got hands on earlier and i have to agree begrudgingly i have to agree it's actually uh it's not it's not bad not bad at all oh, so i've faint, got faint praise ben well faint I, I got i got my ipad air 2 uh oh, it's my lovely work, work device yes it is light and the screen doesn't reflect things and it loads stuff fast but it's funny, I've, I've, after having an iPad mini, well, I still have an iPad mini, but after having an iPad mini for a, a while now, it, it feels big. The, uh, the the UI feels more optimized for smaller devices. It's definitely being stretched to that res. So, uh, Rafe Blanford, what are we talking about this week? Well, we're, we're talking about sort of paying for things with your phone in the, yes. in the context of shopping on your phone. And regular listeners will remember this was something we talked about in the past across several uh, podcasts, but we thought we'd share some of our kind of personal behaviour, update and just see how things have moved on in the mm. last two years. Well, I think it's moved on quite a bit, actually, because the last time we were talking, I remember saying, oh, I'm doing this on Amazon, I'm doing that. And I, I did feel a little bit of an edge case. Yeah, the whole mobile payments thing is really feels like it's exploded in the last few years mm. to the extent it's now being talked about in the mainstream. And it's not just about Apple Pay. Even yeah. before that, you yeah. know, Look at Starbucks and the, the stats around how many mobile payments are happening in the States. Oh. But here in the UK, you've also got the idea of sort of contactless payments becoming much more oh. prevalent, oh. the idea of mobile ticketing and all those kind of things that are linked to that. And saying that you bought something on your phone is not an unusual thing now. You know, people well, it, people do it, and it's actually a whole range of items. It's so, rather interesting, though, how you define yeah, the whole field, because I think the last time we talked about it a couple of years ago, it was very much, I have bought this on Amazon, I have done this on Amazon, or I have done this, for, you know, it's, it's a mobile transaction, sorry, transaction completed via your mobile device on a website or an app to buy something physical typically is how we were looking at it. I don't, I don't think we really include, you know, buying something on iTunes, that wasn't really a thing we were looking at. Well, but now it's, yeah. Well, that's it, because we, we, I think we got... We got we got them all mixed up, but actually it's worth it's worth drawing some some boundaries here. So you've got um, you can buy a real thing on your phone. That's the the Amazon model. Mm-hmm. You can buy a digital thing on your phone. That's the iTunes, Apple, Apple Store. Play, Play yeah. Store, BlackBerry App Spotify. World. Yeah, well, yeah, probably yeah. actually no, not the BlackBerry App World. Mm-hmm. Obligatory mention of Windows Phone Store. Yeah, mm-hmm. there we go. Still alive. Uh, um, you could. Buy a f- you could go into a shop 
and use your phone to make a transaction in the shop. Yes. So use it in, instead of a credit card or yep. cash. Um, or you. No, no you, you're talking about the Apple Store model because there's that way. Then there's another way. I mean, you can you can oh, carry on. Well, there's, there's, there's so many of, ways now. There's right? so many ways because you could ha- you could have a digital wallet in your phone and yep. pay via NFC. Yes. You could have your um, sticker style. Yeah. You could have that. You scan the screen. You could have the the sticker that. I could, yes, you got it on the back of your phone this mm-hmm. week, haven't you? That's uh, right. Yeah. Uh, the Barclays. What's that called? It's a um, or what do they call it? Pay tag or something. Pay tag. Yeah, yeah. It's just an NFC gizmo. Yeah. 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 But I've been using my pay. I got my um, I got my my B Pay. But, but maybe we could just summarize that as saying using your mobile device uh, like you'd use a credit card. It's the actual payment object. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And uh, also, I suppose you shouldn't forget paying person to person as well. So there's services. I suppose maybe even just like PayPal, but there's 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 Ping it and, yes. and various other services, and those are all probably quite UK centric services but it's a massive international yeah. thing now yes so it's got broader and wider and all that kind of stuff and Rafe you talked about um, Starbucks in the States and although they've been overtaken by Apple now because Apple's rolled out mobile payments in a way that has just obliterated the market and mm. um, we'll talk about them but they're not probably the most interesting thing at this stage to talk about Starbucks had 90% according to them 90% of the mobile transaction volumes which was amazing to me in the States. It was, and there was a pretty simple reason for this, is that they controlled the experience end-to-end. And in fact, it was a, kind of a charge card on your phone in the form of the Starbucks app. They actually worked very hard to optimise that experience. And so it's like a lot of the things we talk about with payments is, are they actually going to work? Are they going to take off? And a lot of that comes down to the user experience or how easy they are to use and all mobile payments actually need to get over the hurdle of replacing getting your wallet out, either using cash or using a card. And up until this point, most of them have been more inconvenient than the traditional way yes. of doing things. And it's only more recently that we've started to see sort of th- this concept come in of trying to make it seamless. And it's contactless payment has been the charge for this. That's helped, hasn't it? And I think that's partly about awareness of that kind of concept because people are having the pay wave symbol on mm. their card and this is the idea of using a, a debit or a credit card just as a contactless payment nfc chip built in you know you're not having to do something horrible like scanning a qr code on mm. your phone to pay for it or enter pin numbers or do a multi-stage process hello currency in the u.s mm. um and so i think that's kind of a shift that you could identify as being in the last few years it, I guess it's making it frictionless. I think for me, the, the 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 early pioneers that were most successful were the ones who did away with that friction. So, for example, mm-hmm. for uh, until Starbucks, you used to have to, you know, if you're going to buy a three pound coffee, you'd need to pay in cash because you couldn't make a three pound credit card or debit card yeah, transaction yeah. back in the day. So then you'd have the charge card, and it was, you know, and it just made it easier to make small transactions. And the same with, for example. Um, halo or uber or any mm. of those services where you pay for a i suppose you, it's a physical good isn't it really but mm. you, you you know you get in the car Service, and you pay for yeah. the journey at the time and one of the best things about it I mean, everyone's raving about you know getting the car and i'm thinking no it allows me to pay for these things with a credit card in in london you know as we've talked about before very rarely can you it's very difficult to pay for a taxi with, with a credit card yeah it used this, to be yeah. this made it easy but now the banks and and rafe you talked about paywave they've got contactless payment i mean okay contactless is one thing but it actually typically allows smaller transactions 
anyway. It's so, a go out and get your sandwich type transaction. It, exactly. So it, it seems to me perhaps that the opportunity for, for mobile apps is diminishing. I think that's quite possibly the case because it's almost expected to, to be built in and it is this move towards, you know, people talk about a cashless society and what they actually mean is stopping using physical forms of currency as in notes or coins. I think that absolutely does feel feel like it's happening. I mean, it is worth noting there is still room for apps. I mean, Starbucks is a good example where with iOS 8 you had the location specific mm-hmm. that's coming up yeah. on the lock screen so now you can be near a Starbucks and see the Starbucks icon appear and get into it very quickly. Actually, so, with with pass with passbook, that worked even on iOS seven because you could set favorite right. locations. Um, uh, uh, and yes, that's absolutely right. And those kind of location awareness, I think that so there's still room for apps to do some things, but those to me feel like around loyalty applications and CRM, as far as the big companies are concerned. Uh, actually, the the best mobile payments are the ones that are kind of replicating or effectively cloning your card in mm. some form or similar yep. on your mobile device and that's what apple pay is all about that's why apple pay has been so successful so you and what are you so we, we talked ages ago about what mm. we were doing what are you using now so how's my behavior and, changed basically yeah. right okay um absolutely massively i think i mean I, I i last time we spoke i'm pretty confident i was hammering amazon as i'm saying oh i'm using amazon all the time and it's really good and the minute i think um oh i need a new light bulb you know, as I'm walking through the house, I need a new, I'll actually order it there and then. Um, you haven't got someone to do that for you? Well, um, that's that's certainly possible. But actually, I'll just do it, bring it up from the phone and uh, press a few buttons, done. I really like that because often what I used to do before that is go, oh, I need to remember when, when I go shopping to put, you know, some light bulbs in the basket and blah, blah, blah. So it's nice, it was nice to do that. But I was doing that a couple of years ago with Amazon. Uh, so now I mean, we use we have a credit card dedicated now to Amazon um, and we use that for almost everything. Um, for food, that's um, Ocado. I used to use Tesco. Um, Why did you switch? I switched because uh, we were using Tesco because we thought we should be sensible you know, and, and use uh, you know, um, a, a, a provider um, that, uh, that was a proper, a decent price and so on. Because you know, we, uh, we had the view that Ocado was um, very expensive. And one day I sat down, two o'clock in the morning, and just compared the recent got shop. Your spreadsheet out. I did actually get my spreadsheet out and had a little look, and I was horrified to find that Ocado was cheaper uh, than Tesco. So almost uh, that day changed. Done. Goodbye Tesco. Uh, the Ocado app, the whole experience, the service is just simply wonderful, and it works. There's there's never any. Oh, sorry, we couldn't find. You know, they they they. they they don't make mistakes with distribution. So I, I really enjoyed that. So you, you've got uh, Cardo, you've got Amazon. Uh, Amazon. Yeah. Who else? Um, that, do you know, that, that's principally how my family runs now, right, is with Amazon and Ocado. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that we... Because both of those, Rafe, are um, making the transaction on the phone, but actually it's a... It's an app where you put the credit card details in, and you're making a traditional credit. Yes, it's a standard it, transaction. I, I mean, I'm making so it's a mobile context. Yes, so you're making a traditional uh, payment in a mobile context, and I don't know whether it counts as a kind of a an e-commerce, you know, a customer not present type of transaction or not. Probably, probably doesn't. I don't know, but certainly, you're not doing anything clever. <laughs> you're not doing anything clever, no, you're, but you're, you're not doing anything. Uh, that's particularly disrupting how it would be if you went to the store. You know, if you went to the store, you get that same credit card out. So this is pay. true. So in that, yes, in that view, I'm not. However, 
um, my wife and I are now completely wholly, rarely do we touch a, a physical computer now. Uh, she will, my wife will use the, the iPad a lot just to kind of browse for, for a cattle. Um, she will sometimes browse um, on Amazon, but usually it's all just click, 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 done. Um, so I think that the way that that's working, you know, mobile is absolutely central to how we manage the family now. And, and Rafe, um, my, my most used mobile payments is Starbucks. You know, I don't particularly endorse Starbucks as coffee or whatever. other coffees. Other coffees are available, and uh, I encourage you to drink good coffee because I, I love it. But when you're on the road, you know, you, you you go you you deal with what you have in front of you. And I quite frequently use Starbucks, and I use the Starbucks card uh, on my phone to uh, to pay out of an auto topped up credit, you know, charge card balance because it means I never have to worry about having coins in my pocket. But thinking about it, I really don't want Starbucks to hold my money in a, like a mobile wallet. I just use that because it's kind of the least worst option. I think honestly those kind of charge card solutions and I'd hold up Oyster as being kind of a, a similar function. That's for public transport in London. It's just a, a simple card that you wave across a reader. It's kind of interesting to see that that's now, the underground system will now let you use an ordinary bank card with the contactless payment. And I found I've switched immediately basically because I don't want the hassle of having to top up an Oyster card yeah. and have one more card to carry about. And I think something similar might happen to these, you know, so far successful mobile payment services. And it is, you know, to talk about Apple Pay or to, you know, it, it, it to me it feels like actually there's still work to be done because honestly getting a card out of my pocket and just using it work, works fine. But it's wearable space and it is the apple watch but i've also been using the barclays b pay bracelet and it's a similar top-up uh, system but you can have it on auto top-up so it's almost replicating my card but actually it's the convenience of wearing it all the time and just having it and being able to use it without getting anything out my pocket so i wonder if actually that the the, the next thing in the payment space in mobile terms is not using your phone not yes. using your mobile device yeah. Where you using some kind of wearable object where you, you don't even have you know it's just there. It's amazing. It's, it's too inconvenient to bring out your mobile. It, it sounds it sounds silly to say it, but actually bringing out your mobile is pretty mm. much the same as getting your wallet out. Can I talk to you about banking uh, in that? Because we we've got some renovation going on at the McLeod Towers, and um, every five minutes we're having to pay a painter or a you know whatever guy, um, and it's annoying to have to set the person up, you know, on on the online banking system first with a credit card reader i know we've had some conversations about that i think season one or uh, season seven episode one or two i think it was when i was right still right um but where where i'm using the mobile app a lot for banking is not not just looking to see what the balance is but actually paying people via the The mobile app a lot yes serious so again it's very much like that instantaneous oh i need you know that light bulb i need a new battery or whatever um, I'll just order it there and then. So when uh, Hetty, my wife, says, "Oh, um, this painter needs pay- well, how much? How much? Bang, bang, done." Okay, I don't want to think and about it's, it. It's not because it's innovative or because it's mobile payments. It's because it's more convenient. Yes, I think the same happens with with Barclays Ping it, mm. which has got a lot of attention for sort of being quite innovative. And, and actually, what it just comes down to, it's an easier way to make a person to person payment. You know, because something you have to do quite a lot if you're out with you know friends and you yeah. just say, "Let's split this payment." Um, it always used to be that annoying card shuffle where everyone has to pay a little bit. Instead, one person pays it and everyone else sends the appropriate amount to mm. that person. Very convenient. It, so we, we, we've talked about um, 
paying with like credit cards yeah. and things like that. We've talked about uh, putting credit onto a, a balance or a charge card or something like that. I'll tell you who we haven't talked about and who I don't want to have my money and store it for me. Mobile operators. Mobile operators. Yeah. Oh, I think they're irrelevant now, right? Well, because do you remember the good old days when they were forming all those really groundbreaking <laughs> consortia, uh, you know, although it really was class-leading stuff, they really set the world on fire. Do you, do you remember those massive um, kind of sleds that used to go on the back of the original iPhones and things that you used to see at Mobile World Congress? Going, yes. This is the future of mobile payments. Yeah, yeah. And you'd think, no. It's, yes. No, it's, and the whole idea that payments could appear on your operator bill things yeah. like that oh, they just it, haven't it, been good enough they've not been fast enough they haven't got the um all the, the various different legislation you know I mean, they there, haven't there, done there's the, there's the whole trust thing that um ben sort of man i agree i wouldn't want to have that relationship with my operator but it's also they they seem to be very greedy and i think this is a more general rule for mobile payments is that if you try and take too much of the pie you will end up getting burned and one of the things that people tend to miss in the mobile payment space is there's actually multiple stakeholders so yes. there's the bank Yep. then there's the merchant, then there's the customer. Mm-hmm. And if any one of those... Tries and there's, to get, there's more in that stage as well. There's sometimes four or five people. And, that, and yeah, I was yeah. going to say, there's quite often yeah. connectors between those yeah. two. So actually, you can probably talk about five elements mm-hmm. in most uh, digital transactions. What's interesting about that, if any one of them tries to be too greedy, they will ruin it for everyone work. else. Yeah. And it's basically a prisoner's dilemma situation. Yes. And up until this point, too many mobile payments haven't worked because... Someone's trying to be greedy, or they see it as an opportunity to change the status quo and who gets how much. It's this whole operator billing nonsense for the SMS, right? Uh, you know, we want eighty percent of the transaction volume. Uh, absolutely, and the reason Starbucks work is because it basically controlled as many of those elements as it could, and mm. therefore, so and the reason they want to control them is because they want to cut the cost. And so, for uh, retailers in particular, they resent the kind of the the, the portion taken by the credit card companies because yes. they see that as affecting their margin. And when you're in a low margin business even the half percent or one percent fee when you're paying by card could be a very significant your Mm. bottom line that's actually where the whole currency thing from the state where it was kind Mm. of it was seen as an anti apple pay thing it wasn't actually it was more of a anti-merchant processing fees thing by the Mm. retailers kind of missing the point and it's interesting that that is still very much a driving force in which mobile payments are working and not in addition to that whole you know being customer centric i think the problem is that in, in many of the places where mobile has disrupted an industry, it's because the industry was getting slow and poorly performing. Mm. And I don't particularly have an enthusiasm for banks in general, but the business of the business of making payments is something that works pretty well. It's super reliable, it's super easy, it's super yeah. quick. And I'm, I'm talking about the, the UK and, and European model of mm. chip and pin cards and contactless, and I know that North American listeners will be getting you know, um, contact list and, and chip and pin rolling out through, sort of through 2015. So the model's slightly different. And I, I was in the States recently and was a bit horrified about the, you know, the swiping, of, the swipe, you know, swiping and that kind of stuff. It feels like Fisher-Price when you're using it. Yeah, well, it just, it feels, as a European, it feels weird not to have your identity checked, you know, to confirm that it's, a, it's not yeah. a fraudulent transaction. But either way, you know, wherever you are and however the process works, it tends to work pretty easily. And if you're going to be more, if you're going to be more desirable than that process, you've got to either do, the, in my view, you've either got to do the Starbucks thing and roll it up with customer retention and value, or it's got to be, you know, the um, the, the wristband thing of 
you know, it really is zero interaction now. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. super convenient. Super, yeah. super convenient. And I just don't think the operators can do that. There was a time, I'm sure uh, we did a podcast actually where we talked about operators and banking. I, I think there was a good sweet spot, about, I reckon three or four years ago, when we were quite happy t- trusting our operators because they, they do have still a lot of brand equity. But I think that's being erased because, you know, they are totally, totally dependent on trying to get you to pay more you know, for your idiot SMS messages than looking at anything else. And, and it's kind of changed with the rise of mobile banking apps, which have existed for quite a while, but now it's very much mainstream. And so I think the expectation is people want to have their, their bank deal with that because there is that trusted relationship. And it's the idea that you effectively clone your bank card and put that in another object. That feels like where where it's going to be. Well, I would be happily next. have done that with Vodafone with three if they'd been smart enough and fast enough to say, do you know what? The reason you want to do it with us is because we control the network. Right? Your bank controls your finance, but we control the network so we can make sure that everything is ultimately completely safe and we'll provide a special Vodafone guarantee, blah, blah, blah. I, that could have been really compelling at the right point. I, but, but it feels like they're now, they would just be an interloper in the process. Yeah, this is irrelevant. Yeah, they're, they're, they're an interloper, but also they're replaceable. I mean, one of the reasons that <laughs> I think these... Yes, they're the, just the pipe. These services are taken away. You know, my relationship with my, my operator is a year or two years long, and I might switch fairly regularly, and I don't want my banking to be changing on on that frequency. Mm. And I think it's a bit uh, missed, missed opportunity. Um, Roland Research has sorted us out some numbers again. And Hello, Roland. Uh, Roland. Thank you, Roland. Yeah, um, UK um, M-commerce users, so that's all the models that we were talking about. Yeah. Um, let's see, where are we now? Uh, Q, uh, Q4 2014, which I think is where we are now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, 27.5 million users, which is, well, just under half the population. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now, I mean, uh, way, way more than I expected and such a colossal opportunity. But also, by the time it gets to that scale, the incumbents have the advantage, don't they? Because they've, they can manage those volumes and, those, and, and that, you know, kind of this is big stuff now. You know, mm. it's not, it's probably not a space for, for, for interlopers, as you were saying. But we're just going back to the operator thing. The other thing that I think is an issue here is the is greed around um, the price. Of the, of the transactions. So, yeah. for example, we know um, a UK company called Impulse Pay, mm. which uh, you know was a, a, a had this really simple well has uh, had has this really simple mechanic allows you to pay for things using a kind of a a, a code on the screen and texting mm. on your fo- and, a, and a number on your phone. And I think it's you know the the process is super simple. It really demos really really well, um, and it uses the UK operator system. Rafe, uh, you're going to correct me if I get this wrong, but is it pay for it? That's, right. That's it. Yeah, and and the and I thought, oh, it's brilliant, 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 and you know, loads of things, loads of ways you could use it. And then you find out how much of the transaction charge they want to take, and this is nigh on, you know, eye watering. Well, I think it was thirty odd percent. Yeah. Um, now that sounds a lot like what Apple take out of of app stores and things, but it's thirty percent not for the payment, but for the distribution mechanism, yeah, yeah, and and the search and discovery and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, it just way too greedy. Now clearly. There are other systems out there, and there may be ways to get better rates than that. But traditionally, you know, credit card transaction fees are down in the single-digit percents normally, which is the right place to be. So from from an edge case standpoint, is, is it time to say right, the operators utterly irrelevant? Well, I certainly I see no no reason for in terms of the UK mm. uh, examples, but. Um, 
what one of the other bits? Yeah, you're going to go to Kenya. Well, uh, mm. Kenya actually, the, the, so Asia and the Philippines and places oh. like that are going to probably be the home of mobile commerce, commerce soon. But they're also the nations that we acknowledge as people who sort of skipped over the desktop generation and are now completely mobile. Yeah, yeah. But go on, talk, 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 talk to us about. Well, the Kenya I thought you were going to talk about um, M-Pesa in um, in Kenya, which actually is a Vodafone um, uh, uh, initiative, and I've been watching that for quite some time. Um, this is Vodafone have um, with the various different conditions in Kenya uh, from a regulated st- standpoint enabled them to be able to very swiftly uh, launch. We should probably explain it's effectively a store of money associated with your mobile phone number right. that you can then use text messages to make payments from that store of money. Yes. And it's really important for people who may not actually have a bank account. So people will talk about the unbanked in these countries. It's not yes. just Kenya, it's Tanzania and it's- Utterly genius. A number of other countries. So doing all the hard work about how you do that. I mean, people will talk about Bitcoin in the same way as sort of revolutionizing kind of payment flow and process. But actually M-Pesa was built on the top of mobile infrastructure for where there wasn't a traditional banking infrastructure. Uh, Johnson Magic Stats. Yes, please. Half of all all mobile money transactions in the world take place in Kenya. Wow. And that's a value of 10 billion US dollars. In Kenya... 80% 80% of people with smart with with cell phones and that's 75% of the population uh, use um, mobile banking uh, or use mobile payments through the MPESA system. Now, see this is my point that there was a time when that would have worked in the UK and not not from an unbanked standpoint, right? Because I think most of the UK uh, population is quite content and, and happy with with banking given our infrastructure. The there was an opportunity for Vodafone and the other operators to get into this marketplace clearly because they they were thinking about it. You know, the the guy, the chief exec of Vodafone UK was getting the updates from his colleague who's running it and making it work beautifully, slightly differently, of course, in, in Kenya. They could have really done some rather stimulating things in this marketplace, but didn't. And we can kind of extend this thought. I mean, we talked about banks as being kind of interesting, but there are other companies that have credit cards on file and sometimes direct links to, to bank accounts. And people will talk about Apple uh, having loads mm-hmm. of credit cards or Amazon. Yes. That, that's absolutely true. And I think uh, Apple Pay as a kind of uh, a payment provider within apps as the equivalent to putting in your credit card is actually yes. almost the most interesting part of mm. Apple Pay rather than the contactless in the, in the real world. But also want to talk about China in the same way that their mobile payments through social networks like WeChat yes. and Alipay mm-hmm. and the way that they're actually allowing almost a, a new type of commerce to take place right on the micro level. And what we're talking about here is, some, you know, yes, it is absolutely big companies as well and Xiaomi are famous for selling through WeChat and their kind of flash sales. But equally well, you're seeing very small kind of entrepreneur type businesses maybe selling on the street and it could be something as simple as charging your phone or maybe selling vegetables, but taking payment through uh, the WeChat or Alipay, these kind of um, mediated through through mobile mm. services, not not connected to your bank. And sometimes there will be a direct connection to your, your bank account. Sometimes it will be kind of an added credit card. Yes. But people are expecting those to become the kind of recognized payments. And they're not banks. They're kind of social services. I mean, it's it's equivalent almost to having Twitter or Facebook exactly. be responsible for payments, and it's just another market. But again, it's about being frictionless, about mm. being easy. Yeah, 190 million active users for Alipay. Wow. Mm. Right. That, that's you know, it'd be interesting to see in the next few years 
whether the volume going through something like Alipay exceeds what's going through, you know, be it iTunes, credit mm-hmm. cards, or, or Amazon. I mean, it, it is worth bearing in mind when we talk about things like Amazon, etc., they still do only represent a tiny proportion of yes. shopping sales in the States. I think the figure for Amazon is less than 1% mm-hmm. of uh, sort of retail sales in the States go it, through It's Amazon. because they dominate the mobile and e-commerce world that they get all and the eyeballs. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can I ask you just a little question about how you do birthday presents um, in the office? You know when someone comes around with an envelope, does this happen to you when someone comes around with an envelope? And says, "Oh, it's so and so's birthday, or so and so's had a child, or so and so, blah blah blah," and you're expected to put in some money right into that envelope and sign the birthday card, right? I'm not. You, this is you nodding with this me. This is a, this is a thing. It's a thing, right? Um, I don't like to carry cash, so it's always an absolute arse. But you always have someone just behind you carrying your cash. Don't well, you? That, that, that's why I don't carry cash. I don't need yeah. to, right? Because Bob behind me is. is right. um, and what I I have started doing now, Poor Bob. Um, is using uh, Pingit or using NatWest. Um, you're that guy. Pay, pay your contacts. You're that guy, aren't you? What? You're that guy who just won't fit in. Won't just put the, the pound <laughs> in the envelope. It's got to be like, pound. What's your, what's your Pingit number? Well, it's usually a five or a tenner or right, something. Exactly. Yeah. Um, right. Um, but I, I, well, I'm using that because I'm trying to push it and make it happen. But so, it's, not, it's not easy enough. I mean, the, the, the reason the envelope goes round is because, I mean, do you remember on the last episode... You tried to send me a pound on Ping It. I do remember that. And yeah. No, no, it was using the Now West. And it didn't work and I had to register and then it timed out. And in the end, I remember it saying, Oh, you'll lose your money in 14 days if you don't claim oh. it. And I was having trouble registering. And then you got the text that says, The seven days has expired, you've lost your money. So hang on, I thought 14. So yeah. It, it was, wasn't ideal. It was a terrible experience. Well, I, I, I really like it. I just say to the person, Yeah, I'll ping it to you. It's not good enough. It's not, it's just. It, you couldn't do it. It just doesn't. We're well, getting to the point whereby, in my team, I'm pretty confident we'll be moving to the majority of people would do this. Okay, so should we have another live demo opinion? See if we can actually get it to work this time. I okay, I don't believe it's. This is work. what two years on or a year on or something. Two years on, I think it's been out for two years. Are you going to ping me then? Ping <laughs> it to me. <laughs> Unfortunately, I've just got a message up on my phone saying, sorry, Barclays Network is temporarily unavailable. Please what? try again later. Oh, that's rather embarrassing. For, oh, geez, yeah. There you go. So in the meantime, I've reached into my pocket. I've taken the fiver out that, 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 and I've put it in that's the That's pretty bad, isn't it? So that's tough. past. Oh, geez, that's really poor. It's, it's, it's not... It doesn't meet your expectations of how transactions need to work because you never go into a shop and yes. them say, oh, I'm sorry, I can't take any of your money. Sometimes their credit card machines are down. Yeah. Fair enough, you know, they are. But they'll still take cash yes. or yes. whatever, you know. So, or they'll add it up manually and then take cash. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. I, I, this stuff does actually have to work. They, they, they do. And I suppose the, the interesting thing is what happens when these systems begin to clash? Because in the UK and North America, you've got... I'll take Apple Pay as an example. Apple Pay recognises the strength that the existing payment mechanisms have, and it kind of just grows on that. And and for me, the most exciting thing about Apple Pay is not the NFC gizmo in the phone about paying at the till. It's about the completely seamless paying for things through the apps, the digital, the online purchase. It's the PayPal kind of convenience factor. Yeah, You've got the traditional financial services companies really dominating uh, in in UK, North America, Europe, places like that, and that's both with on-device tran- transactions and, and, and contactless payments and things like that. In uh, Asia and in India, you've got um, you've got uh, people who have been using sort of the the either social networks or mobile phone 
ways to to do st- uh, to do transactions, but typically from from stored value that's on on an account uh, in you know in a on a, on a device. What happens when when people start to travel from one place to another? So, for example, I was just reading here about mm. a story about in Korea, Korean merchants are deploying Alipay terminals to address Chinese tourists. So Very there's smart, six, there's yes. 6,000 Alipay terminals in Korea already before the official launch Wow! because there's such a flow of, of Chinese tourists to Korea and they want to pay using their, their payment mechanism. Yes. Now, I went to the States a few weeks back and used my Starbucks card to pay for my that coffee. That is really cool. Which is really cool because yes. I, I use my Starbucks card. I use Popped my Uber. UK funds. Yeah, I use my Uber app. You know, so Very all, cool. all these things. That's really that's all these global just, now, right? Yeah, well, well, no, because it's global when you go somewhere else that has all the same ecosystem. Yes. But had I gone to yes. China, mm. I would have been absolutely stuck. And I think this is the problem with mobile payments or I should say digital payments more generally. It's taken a long, long time for credit cards and the kind of Visa, MasterCard, American Express system to get set up and work internationally. And it's still not always seamless. And there's all Mm -hmm. sorts of currency translation issues and things like that. I think that's something that will become more of a pain point in time, but perhaps only for a certain segment of users, you know, those traveling regularly. Mm -hmm. But it's interesting, does this become a bigger deal if mobile payments get to the point where you're using it for 50, 75, 100% of your transactions. At the moment, that it's kind of not a big deal. You go away on holiday yeah. and you know the card will work or you can get cash. But if you stop using those and you've got an expectation that your mobile will work and it doesn't. and I'm, I'm, I'm looking through these numbers that we've, we've got in front of me and I'm really disappointed to see that despite all of what we've said, certainly in, in our geography, PayPal you know, is the, the leading mobile. I'm not payment. disappointed. It's actually very smart, PayPal. It's, Awful. It's, Have you looked at it recently? They're doing a lot of work on that. They've, they've made it really smooth. But, but it's it's an, an it's a artifact of, of Web 2.0. It's, it's a not, horrible. Concept. It's not mobile first. But it does feel like there's still some of the original promise left to deliver on mobile payments around loyalty and vouchers. Mm. And that's where I'd like to see kind of more things happening next because that would be maybe the thing that pushes me into using it as opposed to just getting my card out because it's delivering an extra benefit. And it's been the repeated promise of mobile payments and m-commerce over and over again. And I've yet to see a really compelling solution that works for generic payments and it isn't specific to one store like Starbucks. Mm. Right, we should wrap it up because we've talked way too much. We have an absolute bucket load of research from Roland Research, which we've barely even scratched the surface on. So you probably want to keep an eye on Mobile Industry Review. Yeah, I'll get them to write that. .com fairly soon because I think you'll be blogging about this. Yes. yeah, it, it's a it's a rich area, but interesting to see that actually. In, well, I think we way back we painted some of the some of the existing payment providers, you know, the banks and people like that, mm-hmm. as the bad guys, and yet they seem to, you know, slowly but surely, they seem to be actually providing the best uh, the best experience, certainly mm-hmm. for me in where I live right now. Yeah. So. Okay, guys. Um, as ever, always keen to hear your feedback, hear your mobile transactions, and I know we've got a bunch of listeners in India and a, a smaller number out in sort of places like the Philippines and things like that. And we haven't touched on uh, you know the way that you use mobile money. And I know that there are big systems out there, so we'd be well interested to hear your first-hand experiences of what's it like to use. Is it any good? And what would you like? And those sorts of things. You can leave a comment on the blog post where you can hear this. You can also email us through the website 361podcast.com. And of course, we are on Twitter at 361podcast. Thank you very much, Japs. 
Rolf Glanth is just nodding at me. <laughs> w- works very poorly on the, uh, on the podcast. <laughs> Delighted as always, Mr. D- 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 it's a pleasure. Lots of love. It has been a pleasure. We'll be back next week. Bye-bye. <laughs>